Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Green's beauty director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. And on today's episode, I have on a very special guest who I am so excited to chat with. She is an actress, model, a beauty entrepreneur, podcast host herself, a wellness savant. I mean, I really could go on, but I won't. And instead, I'll just bring her on into the episode. Molly Sims, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. You know, I, I, I love your podcast. I also love your website, Mind Body Green. I think we've been following it for how many years has it now been? Well, Mind Body Green has been around for like 10 years, which is crazy to think about. So probably almost to inception that when we got introduced to it. And, you know, I I love, you know, the whole wellness, self-care. Like I love all of that. So I'm super excited to be on. Well, I'm so excited to have you. You are somebody who is obviously uh, very interested in beauty. Uh, You have your own brand. You have a podcast about it. And, you know, I'm just curious, when did that interest start? Did you always have a call to beauty? Was this something that came later within your career? You know, what, what is your journey with beauty? I think I've always loved beauty. I think I got, you know, the love of beauty from my mom. My mom was really great at, you know, self care and taking care of herself. And I think, you know, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, with Scarlett saying me, I think when I saw my mom exercising and taking care of her skin and, you know, figuring out her makeup. And I think, you know, it, it literally for like, like rubbed off on me. Um, and then she would get me the magazines and the incels, not incel then, but like the Vogue, the Mary Claire's, the Allure. And, you know, I think watching her just really, make beauty, you know, she she really saw beauty in everything. Um, but I think, I think I probably fell in love with beauty per se in Paris when I left Vanderbilt after my sophomore year. And then I moved to Europe. I lived in London. I lived in Paris. I lived in Germany. I lived a little bit in Italy. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I remember going into like my first French pharmacy and thinking, I have died and gone to heaven and just their approach to beauty and skin. Um, I don't know. I, I just, and maybe because I was also starting to be in the industry of fashion. And I, I think probably between that and a, and a boots pharmacy in London, I think was pretty sealed. I love boots. Um, but I think it was, yeah, like I think 25 plus years ago. Yeah. You know, your industry uh, is an industry that is so entwined with beauty, right? You know, being a model, being an actress, it's such a core part of the job to um, to use various skincare products, hair care products, makeup products, etc. I'm curious, like, throughout your career, were there any moments um, that influenced your relationship with beauty or, you know, impacted the way that you view beauty? I, cause I can imagine being a model and actress, there can be moments that are challenging. I think there's the good in the way that, you know, there's expectation to look a certain way. There is expectation to take care of your body in a certain way. Um, with that, 
the good and the bad, right? The good is that, you know, you're learning about your body, you're learning about wellness, you're learning about how to take care of your skin, you're learning about products, you're learning, you know, I told a story the other day about um, microneedling. Well, 25 years ago, it was called mesotherapy in Paris. And we would do, they would take little needles of vitamin, like different concoctions or cocktails of like vitamin C and other actives. And that was, that is today microneedling. They would do it in your butt. They would do caffeine shots. I think on the flip side, um, I think the pressure of having to look a certain way um, carries a lot of mental health that good or bad can, um, you know, in the way, like, I want to say something positive in the way that like, it made me very resilient. Like, I don't think I can pretty much someone could um, possibly say <laughs> something that I haven't heard, whether it's your nose, I mean, your nose is crooked, your calves are too big, you're too skinny, you're too muscular, you're too blonde, you're too dark, you can't work because you have cystic acne. Like, I don't think there's anything that has been said to me that has not been said to me. So I think I have built, I have built up that, I like to say, great armor. Um, but at the same time, you know, it did make me appreciate my access and learning from people and being in the know. Um, but yes, I think, I just think it was a lot of pressure at a lot of, at a very young age, right? I almost like, it's almost as bad as like being a ballerina as a model. And I think, you know, I'm really happy with today's messaging. Like we're slowly coming away from beauty is a size two blonde, five foot 10. Like, I don't think that is beauty. Um, and I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that message just keeps going and going and going. Cause I do have a daughter and it was always my philosophy and my mom's philosophy. Her philosophy was, it's not about how you look, it's how you feel. And if you feel good, you look good. And if you look good, you feel good. Um, but I do appreciate beauty. Um, when we were thinking about, you know, kind of my journey and I was thinking about like, I wanted to solve a problem. I had cystic acne in my 20s and in my 30s and my 40s. I traded cystic acne for hyperpigmentation, sun damage, you know, overall aging. But truly, I had a real issue. And I think, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to solve a problem that I knew how this issue had made me feel, right? Not wanting to go to things, trying to take a little MAC concealer pot. And, you know, I was the girl who was the no makeup makeup, right? Like you can cover a pimple. It's very hard to cover patches of brown, cystic acne left over red. Um, you know, I think I was that girl, like, and even though I didn't start really talking about it till 2018, 19, I did such drastic things that I didn't want people to do the same thing that I did. I mean, I did lasers, I did um, hydroquinone. And yes, for a short amount of times that I would not have, you know, I'd have more even skin tone, but then it would just really come back the moment I got in the sun. And, 
you know, trading one problem for another is not what I wanted. You know, I don't want to be dry, irritated and red. Like, it's great that you're not dark, but I think, you know, I thought there was some magic peel in a mask or a peel or a laser or a treatment. And I think what I learned when I finally was like, I have to get off this hamster wheel is that, wait, I can do this. I just can't do it in the way that I initially thought, right? I thought I could go and just, you know, and that took a few years to figure out. Um, but that's really how it all started. It was my own journey. I, I stopped all of that. I dropped about 15 products and, and that's really where wise began. My, my husband said that I was, had a little bit of dirt on my face or my face looked a little dirty. And I'm like, that's was the turning point in 2019. I'm like, I can't, I can't keep, I have to like, yeah, you had to figure something out. I, I love that. I think it's so fascinating. And I was actually gonna, cause you know, when I was introduced to wise beauty, I of course was doing my digging and looking around and, you know, researching on the website and, um, on the about page, it talked about how you have struggled with, you know, various, uh, skin concerns, which took me by surprise because, you know, I've always been like, oh my God, Molly Sims, she has famously beautiful skin. Um, and so, you know, I, as you mentioned, you felt like you had to hide it on some level. Right. And, I, I'm curious, like what, what did that do to your self-perception of feeling like you need to hide? And, and I ask this because I think it's really helpful for a lot of folks out there because I think there's a lot of folks who feel this way um, due to the pressure, pressures of social media, right? Like a lot of people feel like they need to hide behind filters or wear a ton of makeup before they can take a selfie or whatever it is. And so, you know, I'm curious, like, how did feeling that you needed to hide it, how did that affect you? And then, you know, what sort of changes did you implement to be able to get over that? I think it affected me more than what people knew. I can tell you that. I think, and I think in 2012, 15, 17, you know, there wasn't as much social media, so I could hide a little bit. Um, I just felt, I felt like my face just looked dirty. And I know that sounds so odd for someone like me to say that, but it just affected me mentally. I didn't want to do things. I didn't want to like, you know, I, I wanted to get a, you know, a little bit of sun, but then I didn't because I knew that the heat from the sun, like it just like, it made me very, I think it made me anxious because I was the girl who was like the no makeup makeup model. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know if like one day, like I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, one day I just woke up and like, I'm like patchy. And she was like, I don't know if it was hormones, if it were, if it were just, you know, my age or just sunspots. Like, I think, I think it, it took me, um, well, it took a lot of like little pep talks being like, is this, you're going to get through this. And like, I did hide. I'm not going to lie. Um, cause I really want to be transparent. Um, but it also made me take things into my own hands. Right. So instead of relying on someone to try to fix it, I started relying on myself and what is the knowledge that I knew? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And like, I just had a hard time 
putting this one cream on my face that I would go out into the sun and then it would make it worse. And then when I was using it, I was dry, I was irritated and red. And so once I got that off of that cycle and really, and there are amazing products on the market, it's just, you have to really know how to use them. So I became my own little scientist. And so I started with one and then I started with another and I would do one three days a week. And then I would do morning and night for, you know, four days a week. And then I would add this one treatment in every two weeks. And I literally, and the more that I started to, started to see the result and I like, I made kind of like a, a pact with myself. I'm like, all right, we're going to figure this out. And that is really, I, I, became, I became, and then I helped my neighbor, Annie, and then I helped another girl and then I helped someone else. And I think what I figured out is no one can use 15 products. And so I, I wanted to figure out how, and we learned and I learned that your actives work better together than singularly, meaning that it's fine to have like one ingredient, I guess, for one product, but your products, your, your actual ingredients work better together. And that is why we are pretty much limited to six products because we figured out the balance of stripping and brightening, but also hydrating because a lot of women mess up their barrier. They're, they're trying. Listen, I, I, after speaking to so many dermatologists, the one complaint that you hear from is that these women and men come in with their barrier being messed up because they're really trying and more does not mean more and better does, and, 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 and better does not mean better. Like having really good ingredients and being consistent. That is what it's about. Like, and so honestly, like, I think the advice that I would give men and women out there is that it can suck, right? Like, you know, you got to acknowledge like, oh, just, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, keep, you know, be happy. Like it, it sucks. Like you just have to kind of accept it, but also own it, like let your, let yourself have that moment. And, and that's what I did. And sometimes I went, I didn't, you know, I wouldn't go out for days. And then when I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And like, and I also tried to stop focusing on it. Right. Like, I don't know if it helped, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I think the advice of like allowing yourself to be frustrated is actually really good. Um, you got to, and you know, I'm somebody who had acne for like almost two decades and I, now I have rosacea. And so now my thing to hide is my redness, right? Like I'm always wearing a tinted SPF or moisturizer because I get very self-conscious about my flare-ups. Um, and as much as I want myself to be okay with it and to accept my skin for what it is, which I do my best, sure. I think there's also value in just being like, God, it kind of sucks when my skin doesn't look good and I feel bad, you know? I agree. I think, you know, some people are like, oh, just be happy. Or there's that, that message out there that, I don't know. I, I think sometimes you, you know, in life you go through really bad things and you kind of got to let yourself acknowledge that it's pretty shitty, right? 
but it's a moment and that moment will pass. But I think acknowledging it instead of like covering it up because ultimately it will come out. Like it just will. I mean, I, I am the queen of positivity until I'm not. And I think sometimes like, like, okay, this just, this just sucks right now and we're going to own it. And I don't know. I think even that gives you like a little bit of like, okay, we're like acknowledging it. And I think, I don't know, it helps you kind of process it as opposed to just covering it up and, you know, or like, you know, my girlfriends knew that like, I'm like, oh God, I'm so self-conscious about like this one patch on my cheek, or I'm really self-conscious about, you know, I would use these really harsh products. And again, like you, rosacea or being red and irritated is sometimes almost work worse than the darkness because the red is so hard to counteract. Right. And so totally, I know, but sometimes things do just suck. And, you know, I'm not a huge one with filters because, you know, listen, I think it, it kind of, yes, of course I use them and everybody uses them at times, but I don't know. I, I don't, I remember when Facetune came out, do you remember Facetune? And then you're like, what? Like, yeah, that lasted for about a week for me. But I, I know. So at some point, I we as a society decided that it's better to look weird and blurry than to just have normal skin that maybe is not perfect. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the right trade-off. Like, I think I'd rather, you know, rather than just be like this weird blurry blob. Yeah. And I think that's like also the message behind Wise as well. I want you to, I'm not... I don't, you're not going to look, I don't want to look like something you're not. I want someone to look the best they are at their age, right? Like, listen, I, I don't even like the word anti-aging, but I do think that, you know, there are a couple key things in terms of efficacy, in terms of exfoliation, in terms of hydrating that a lot of women lack. And I wanted to start wise as much as for the products, but also for the education behind it. People want to know what to do. They want to know how to do it. And I think that is not the role that I play, but I am a connector. I actually want my community of women and men to like look good. Like I, you know, because again, it goes back to mental health. If you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you look good. And I think, you know, we all fall off the wagon. We all, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of brings me into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is solutions. Um, and, you know, you, you approached this because you said you had a problem um, and, you know, you wanted to create something that was a solution for yourself and other people. So, you know, I'm curious, what is your ultimate goal with WISE and, you know, how, how are you helping women and men get there with their skin? Listen, it's a problem solution brand, meaning that I want to try to help women solve a problem. My hero product is called the problem solver. I, you know, but I also at the same time want my community to live life, to live in the moment, to look at that picture and appreciate it, not five years later, but in the moment. So I think, you know, leaning into that, to that world of like saying yes and, you know, that's harder said than done, you know, because I think we're quickly to say, oh, I can't get into the pool because I don't like how I look or, oh, I don't want to take the picture because I don't like, 
no, take the, take the picture, have the cocktail, be in the moment. Like I think as much as I want to be a problem solution brand, I also want to be a brand of, we can do this. Like we're in it together. I, I am the person along with my community. So what I'm doing for myself, I want to do for other people. Um, I think, I think women want to be educated. I think, you know, I think they don't, I think honestly, the, like I, I describe like one of my products, my, your favorite X pads, like your exfoliation and how key exfoliation is. And I, and I always say, I'm like, it's kind of like your hair color. People always compliment my hair color and it sounds odd, but I have really good hair color because right before I do my color, I use a clarifying shampoo or I do like a crystal treatment or I do some type of detoxifying before they put color on. Same thing is with your makeup. Before you put your makeup on, your skin has to be exfoliated. It has to have, it has, if not, you're going to see people wearing their makeup. You kind of don't want to see people wearing your makeup, their makeup. Like it kind of just like lays on the skin and you have to exfoliate. It's also great for aging. It just is. It makes your pores smaller. It makes your texture better. And you look honestly more even and smooth. And I think the education part of it is, you know, retinol. Again, there are incredible retinols on the market. But if you don't know how to use retinol, you're red or you're dry, or you just kind of look like you have rosacea when you're actually using too strong of a retinol. So it was really important in every pillar of the products that we did. Did they check off like my vitamin C? which is called the morning cocktail. Whatever you do, if you want to be brighter, you have to have vitamin C. A lot of women don't use vitamin C in the morning because it peels under their makeup, it smells, or they don't like the sticky texture. So as much as the, one, the number one product women need, they're not using because of X, Y, or Z. So we really were very cautious and very conscientious about why do you love this product? Like I'm, 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 I'm in a building where the, the lab is, and there's so many things that I wanted those 15 products narrowed down to six. Like I love a foaming cleanser. My skin does not love a foaming cleanser when it leaves it really stringent and tight. Like that's not how you want to start to brighten. You don't want to put actives on a dry kind of stringent face. You want your face to feel that it's hydrated and ready to go. It's almost like a double ill. It's almost like a double cleanse in the way that it leaves you really, it's a gel to oil cleanser, meaning it's gets your makeup off, but also leaves you seriously hydrated. And then you can start your exfoliation. You can start your vitamin C and then you can start your makeup. Like, yeah. When you were formulating these, um, what was the ingredient priorities? Cause you know, you've, you've named two of the big ones already, retinol and vitamin C love them. They're classics for a reason. So, you know, when, when you're working with your formulators, your cosmetic chemists, you know, what are you telling them about what you want to see in these formulas? What I've learned is that your actives work better together. Single ingredients don't work as well on their own. I did not know that going in. 
Um, there was a couple of products that I used to that I used to use that were a you can't use them when they're pregnant. So that was a big thing for me. B I want something that someone can use every day and they don't have to think about it. I think when you get you can only do it two days a week, three days a week. So that was really important. Can we use these product products consistently? In terms like the single products, I didn't want a strong retinol because I think women stop using it. Oh, just get over that hump. Oh, don't worry. You won't be red after two or three weeks. You stop using it because it makes you feel like you're kind of burned, right? So in that way, like taking, what does this product do? And what is it supposed to achieve, right? So the balance for me was everything. With the pads, we put an ingredient called Ectoin, which helps your barriers. So not only are you exfoliating, you're, it's not messing up your barrier. So that was a concept about, does it smell? I mean, I can't tell you how many products on the market that I truly love that it's like my kids are like, oh my God, mom, you smell like pee. Or or you smell like a hot dog, or you smell like vinegar, or I don't want something to smell. And I, I'm really specific with fragrance. I'm really specific with texture. And I like to wear makeup. So I like to wear a tinted foundation, CC cream, or like I'm trying a, a few new ones. Like I, I want that glow, right? Well, to get the glow, like people always think the glow comes from your makeup. The glow comes from your skincare. And I think having really good ingredients, but again, like more like 94% azelaic acid, like that doesn't really help you, right? Like it's the balance of your transemic, your glycolics, your AHAs. And also what, what are you trying to achieve? What is your cleanser trying? Cause there's a lot of beautiful cleansers on the market. Like there just are, but like what, what do you need? Right. Do you, I, I love a balm personally. I, I, I love a balm, a balm, a cleansing balm doesn't love me. Right. Because I have cystic acne. I can't have, you know, some women don't have acne, so they don't, they don't care if the, the, the products are comedogenic. I need something that's non-comedogenic, right? Like, I, I mean, there's so many things to, to think about. And I, with my packaging, which I took so much pride and 19 months of my life. Like I wanted it to have a little bit of weight. You know, I, I know we're working on the travel people. Um, but I wanted it to feel good and look good. And I wanted that to be at a really good price point. I think that, you know, something that's super expensive doesn't mean it's better. And that is the one thing that I learned in Paris and in London at my pharmacies, something can be $45 and be fucking amazing. So I don't, you know, I used, I tried a product, um, the other day, I, I ended up giving it to Emisha cause she loves this line. It was $400. Someone had sent it to me. It was a serum. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be incredible. It was so sticky. And I felt like it started kind of breaking out. I'm like, again, it's, you know, no, you don't need to spend that much. I mean, you can, if it works for you, but you can also find products that may work for you at all price points. What product are you most proud of? Because I'm sure you view all of your products with like, you know, a, a very much, um, you know, you've endeared yourself to them, but you have to be proud of one, right? 
I'm really proud of four. I know it sounds weird. I actually didn't want to do, I know I, that sounds like I'm touting myself, but I actually didn't want to do, I didn't know that I could get the morning cocktail right. I didn't know if I could have the, the vitamin C, if I could have the efficacy with no peeling, with no fragrance, with no stickiness. Like I, it took so long. I think the pads, I mean, the pads alone took two years to really have the balance of not drying out, but really having that wow moment after almost a week or two weeks of using them and really feeling like there's a difference, like without the smell, without this, you know, I can't even say the word, phenol, phenol, um, it's like illegal in America. The the preservative phenol. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it either. <laughs> so bad for you. Like, and also as I get older, I do care what's on my skin because your skin, what goes on your skin goes in your body. And I think I also became aware of that. And I, listen, the problem solver was getting away from hydroquinone. And again, hydroquinone in very short amount of time and very short, um, you know, using it and maybe more than one. Yeah, you can tolerate it in small doses for a short amount of time, but anything longer. And I think, you know, the problem solver is my ode to hydroquinone. It is something that you can use every day and it really reduces the dark, the aging, the sunspots. Like it is, honestly, it's like an eraser. I've never, you know, and I still, you know, I've got like cystic acne on my chin right now. And I, I like, I, I dotted it last night. I'm like, oh my God, it's so less red. Like, I think for me, someone who's always struggled and yes, I don't pick my pimples as much as I used to. But I still, you know, for some reason, that stupid pimple is still dark brown or red. And so when I put it on for a few days to see that automatically go down, like that's a game changer for me For because covering up a pimple or waiting for it to heal would take me honestly weeks. And then I would have another one for my, for my cycle. Like this, uh, it's just a nonstop cycle. So, you know, you have a podcast of your own um, that discusses beauty and wellness, lipstick on the rim. I am curious, what are some of your favorite lessons um, that you've learned on it or advice that you've received on it? Is there anything that stuck with you? You know, I love the community, kind of like Mind Body Green. We take a re- like really pride in self-care and wellness and listening to all perspectives, right? Whether it be plastic surgeons or dermatologists or actors or, you know, uh, influencers, uh, brands, like we really, you know, I, 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 I actually never thought it was going to work. Cause I'm like, I don't know, like, to, but I'm so glad it, 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 it's, it has, because I love doing it. I do it with my best friend and Michelle Gormley. She has three girls. She lives in, she's obsessed with all things beauty. And we do really have the best. Honestly, if you see the notes we take from our guests, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I learn and she learns as much as the community listening to us learn. Like we really are, um, I try to solve a problem, meaning that and said, you know, cause we're not how, how I built this, right? Like, I don't want it to be like, Oh, interview a founder. And then let's just talk about their product. Kind of like with me, like, you don't want to just hear me talk about why's right. Like what, what goes into what, like, and so 
I, I really, I really tried to either pick a topic, solve a problem, or, you know, how can I change, how, how can my audience learn from whoever is on? That might be listing products. I like these winter products. I like these summer products. It might be listening about peptides, hormones, self-care, mental illness, positivity, psychiatry, like, you know, detoxification, detoxifying friendships, like just overall well-being as opposed to like, I, I just want my audience to, and, and of course you're going to learn things from a founder, but really taking it one step further with our guests and really like, you know, kind of digging deep with them, right? And getting those lists and getting those tips and getting those takeaways. And I think that's what's made Lipstick on the Rim really successful because um, you just, you learn things when you, you're like, huh, I didn't know that. I'm like, we're like, I didn't know that either. Like, I just got to interview Naomi Watts, Michelle Pfeiffer, Hillary Duff, Dr. Geller. Like, I, you know, just, you know, I'm learning about fashion, like, that I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I can put that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think that's been our success, but also just what we love about it. Yeah. So now we are at the section where I get to learn about how you take care of yourself. Um, we do this in a few different sections. The first one is your skincare routine. Um, I probably have a little bit of an idea of what you use, but let's go through it regardless. <laughs> So what is your morning and your night routine? Okay. So in the morning I use my gel oil cleanser. Um, you can massage it in for like one minute. Even you can use like a gouache. It leaves you seriously hydrated on my X pads. Um, your favorite X. Um, these are when I really get leftover anything that the cleanser hasn't gotten, gotten off. I tend to use them in the morning. Honestly, sometimes I use them in the morning. Sometimes I use them at night, depending on how much makeup I've worn or if I've been sweaty, like from a workout or I've, I showered the night before. Sometimes when I shower the night before, I normally use the pads in the morning. And then I use my morning cocktail. I leave it on one minute. I mix my um, extremely rich moisturizer, which is really weightless and velvety. And it's got, a, um, it makes it really dewy. So I mix that in with my CC cream, my tinted moisturizer. Um, it's from It Cosmetics. I'm medium. And then I use either a little stay blush um, with a little bit of like a Westman Atelier. I love her, her highlighters. Um, I love uh, Monica Princina um, has like an uncover cover. If I want to like spot, like do a little bit of like um, spot concealer. Um, I do brow gel from Anastasia or from um, uh, um, the Stryker sisters, Christy Stryker. She has an incredible brow like company called um, K Stryker. And she has the, nur the, the nourished brow. So um, she has an incredible pencil. And then I use her um, clear or light brown um, um, eyebrow gel. Um, I'm using, I love eye candy from Westman Atelier for my mascara, but I also love um, uh, Charlotte Tilbury. It's in the kind of like a thicker tube. I don't know what it's called. But it's like her new, um, I think it's the Pillow Talk 
line, her mascara. And then on the bottom, I use new trick I learned. Um, Clinique has an incredible, very thin, small, uh, like lower lash waterproof mascara that does not go and flake and it doesn't get all messy. So I use that on the bottom. Um, I love Tower 28 lip gloss. I love Tan Lines, which is a great beigey, nudie lip gloss from Victoria Beckham. So, I mean, those are, I love Raspberry Beret from Merit. I love the lip jellies. I'm like, what don't I love? <laughs> I'm like, I love all of your recs. These are some of my favorite brands. So <laughs> I really think it's important to clarify your, like use a clarifying shampoo. Um, Kenara, no, it's not Kenara. Kenra has a great clarifying shampoo. And then um, shampoo, I like Orbe. Um, I like just their regular one, but they also have a pink one for blondes. So see in the moon have the most incredible body scrub. I mean, I actually know the owners and um, it's probably the single best body scrub. I, I, you don't even need lotion after you use it. Um, I'm obsessed with Henry Rose, which is Michelle Pfeiffer's fragrance line. Her candles, her cream. She's got a new drop coming in July. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I'll give you like a sneak peek. Just go in like mid-July. She's got a new something coming. I'm obsessed with the, the smells. Like it's phenomenal. Um, flyaways and for really treating my hair. Like I'm like... K18 has literally changed my hair. It is a hair mask that you can use for the ends of your hair, for flyaways, for overall as a mask. You can use it on dry hair. You can use it on wet hair. Orbe made this great um, brush. It's kind of like, almost like a better version. I can't see it. I can't say that I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like almost a better version for of like a Mason Pearson. It's soft. It doesn't feel like it, you know, or use like a wet brush. So you, you know, I over dye my hair clearly. So, um, it's probably too much damage there. That's probably why I have, I use bottles of K18. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for my nighttime routine, I'll either use the pads and I'll do your favorite X pads from wise beauty. And then I'll do my last call, last drink of the night, which is a gentle retinol. So it actually, the actives work while you sleep, but also it doesn't, it, it, it keeps that hydration, hydration and that balance in your skin so you don't wake up dry. And then I'll either spot my problem solver on my leftover pimples or I'll use it all over as a treatment and that gets away all my sunspots, all my darkness, just things that appear red in the middle of the day. I don't even know why. Um, then I'll use my moisturizer. You know, sometimes I use it during the day, sometimes I use it more at night. Um, and then I do micro needling like once every year. I'm, I'm trying to do it twice a year, um, which is just, you know, little needles of like a vitamin cocktail. You can use it with the PRP, which is where they spin your blood. That's really, I don't like having blood taken. So sometimes I skip that step. Um, then, uh, Corey Hartman, I had on lipstick on the rim. He talked about a laser called the, the peak laser, which if you're darker skin, you should not use any 
IPLs or anything like that. I know people are going to hate me for saying that, but apparently he said, there's this new peak laser. If you want to do a laser that it's pretty incredible. Again, I have not, um, I have, haven't researched it enough. Um, let's see. I love, um, from Talika, they make a bioenzyme mask that I travel with and I love it. I live that. I love the jet lag mask from summer Fridays still super hydrating. Um, and their butter bombs are incredible. Um, and then yeah, Talika makes an incredible mask. They also make an incredible eye makeup remover. Um, there is an overnight serum that I love called it's from Sarah Chapman. It's an overnight serum that you just really want like extra hydration. It's almost like you've been drenched. It's called the overnight facial is phenomenal. I love, um, uh, this lotion from Futura future. I don't even know like F U T future. Um, it's like this incredible, um, body cream. And I love the Henry Rose body cream and the summer Fridays. Um, yeah. I mean, you might as well be a beauty editor. You, well, I know this is why we have a, podcast. you are a beauty editor as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I also want to know how you take care of yourself as a whole, because, you know, we believe everything is skincare from how much you sleep to, you know, how much movement you get into the nutrition uh, that you eat. So what are your well-being must-haves? So I, I do feel like, you know, I, I do think a smoothie is really good. I use collagen powder. I use flaxseed. I use um, like a vanilla protein pea powder. Um, uh, I do that. I mix that with a little almond milk, um, like one date, half of a banana and a handful of blueberries. Like, I don't know why it makes me full. It makes me feel good. I love um, moon juice. Um, I love their pink drink, their magnesium. I take magnesium. I think I take 250, maybe too high, but um, I had a back surgery. Uh, so I, I do take magnesium. I think it helps with anxiety. I think it helps with sleep. Um, Mary Roots, she has this um, L-cyanine, like these sleep gummies when I travel that you can get it um, on her website or at Whole Foods. Um, I do a Baraka vitamin C B orange drink. It's like a fizzy that I love. So I love this brand called Eight Greens. And, um, they, uh, it's basically like getting your greens and like, you can just pop it in a drink. Um, I do that. They make these peach lollipops. They make an incredible tea. So she's formulated, um, a way to get your greens without having to eat your greens. I try to eat my greens. Um, I think with my diet, I, I love, soups. I love salads. I love, I'm O negative. So I do crave protein as much as I try to be like a vegetarian. It's just almost impossible. Even though I really try like once a year, I tried so hard that I was trying to only, I tried pescatarian. I'll try like all different things that I gave myself mercury poisoning because I tried to only like it, that was a freaking disaster. So honestly, the Mediterranean eating balance, I wish I could say that working out, like sometimes for me, 
working out too much makes me more hungry. So not crushing myself. I, I did try this trend the other day. Um, I do form a Pilates with Erica, um, and she's incredible. And we do it on the floor. We do it on a reformer, but I also have been doing when I only have 30 minutes that TikTok trend. I don't know why it's called a TikTok trend, but it's incline of 12 on three speed for 30 minutes. It's, I think it's like three, 12, 30. Uh, just look it up, just Google it. Um, but I have to say I was pretty sweating uh, 30 minutes and I got a good workout in. I really did. I hear it's really hard. It's really hard. And then I have also a tonal machine, which is on the wall um, that I love that I can do arms on. Um, I try to do hit. I try not to do the same thing every day. I don't work out more than four times a week anymore, but I'm back pretty at an L5S1 disc replacement. If anybody needs any help with your back, call me. Um, I suffered way too long. Um, and I think that's the one thing I learned too, is that my Dr. Baker, who Susan Baker is probably one of the best doctors. And she said, you know, she looked at me like a year and a half ago. She goes, I just, I don't want you to get used to pain. And I think you don't know, like, I think, I think I got a little, I mean, I'm not going to cry, but I got a little bit used to pain. And I think that's the one advice that I will give people is that I tried everything. Like I did PT, I did shots, I did epidurals. I think at one point, like I was so scared of going under and you know, everybody's like, oh, don't ever get back surgery. It's, I mean, but I also couldn't live in pain. Right. So I think there's a really good lesson is that I should not have waited. Um, but you, 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 sometimes you got to take the plunge. You, you got to do it. And I did. Yeah. I think that's really incredible advice. And I think a lot of women probably need to hear that because I think it's, I think it's something that women just accept as their life. Um, and we feel that we need to for whatever reason. And I, I, I think you saying that actually is really powerful and meaningful. And I think it's probably the biggest self-care that I've done is that, you know, saying yes more to the things that really will be a game changer or, but also learning to say no, meaning that no is a no, because if I say yes, I'm saying no to something or I'm taking away from my family, like the power of no and really learning how to say it and to use it. And also like having boundaries, like whether it be with friendships or whether it be with your business or better be with your time, like, really trying to understand what feeds you and the power of no, the power of a calendar, the power of boundaries in my forties has been really instrumental on my happiness. And I can, you know, I love so many different things, but I think that is the one thing that COVID taught me and I've tried, except maybe in the last six months, launching a business, it's hard to say no. Um, but I think for and anyone listening to this podcast, it's okay to say no. It's okay to 
you know, I'm from the South, so I'm a people pleaser and I feel bad, but sometimes it's, it's okay. Like people will understand, right? Well, I think that is incredible advice to end on. I so appreciate you taking the time to come here today and, you know, chat about the lessons that you have learned and share more about, you know, what you're up to lately and share the philosophy behind WISE and your podcast. And, you know, I just, I I really appreciate you coming and taking the time. I know you're a very busy woman and I, I, I loved this episode. I loved learning from you. So thank you. Oh my God. You know, I told you like, I'm obsessed. Um, I'm obsessed with all things mind, body, green. Like, I think you guys are so, you guys have such a well-rounded, like, and you, again, you're, you're the same as with my podcast. You have such good guests and takeaways. And I think that's what people want. They, they want to, they want to, they want to do self-care, you know? People want to, t- to take care of themselves. You know, that's a, wanting to take care of yourself is, you know, it's a, it's a survival mechanism, you know, it's, it's evolutionary, it's biological, it's within us. So I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think there's, you know, there's value in, in what we do. So, you know, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.